22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Feels like we're working backwards today, huh? <laughs> you put- well, just because I zippered up the back of my pants. <laughs> is that even humanly possible? Ask Chris Cross. It's going to wow. make it. Jump. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's before Ralph's time. <laughs> you two you're are dating so, yourselves. You're so careful. lucky. You're, you're so lucky. <laughs> you missed out on that one. We, did we, did we, one of them die? Yes. Recently? Yeah, yes. like in the last year or something. Cross. Like oh, oh yeah. which one? Huh? Or Chris. I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. Chris and Cross. Chris. Yeah, well, now, now one is without the other. Aww. <laughs> Damn. I guess the other one's and not going to now coming to the jump. stage. Cross. I'm going to make you jump. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. This is episode 34. I'm your... 35. 35? Yeah. yeah where were you last week? <laughs> no, it's 34. 35. Okay, whatever. It's 35. <laughs> I am your host, The Cap. <laughs> Here working with two pains in the asses, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Oh, behave. Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, behave. What's that? Austin Power. Oh, God. That was a really bad imitation. It and, was. <laughs> I, I was rushed. And, and and here with another bad imitation is RT Square. We're off the tech. Where did he go, George? Where did he go? <laughs> oh, on. my God. And that was a bad imitation. That's Bugs Bunny, right? <laughs> yes. That was yeah, the you, You've tried doing the Bugs Bunny before, and it's never worked. Yeah. It's and, still and, not working. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this week, uh, the reason I say why we're starting backwards and moving on forward is because we had to um, tape the second segment first, so that Gigi can be able to, you know, chime in. So we'll see that the second half of the show. So it's weird doing that, doing it in this order. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Oh yeah, but just how do you think we feel? We're the ones that we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) Now we got to act like it didn't happen. Well, you know, it did happen. But it's like Terminator. It's Erasing just... memory right now. It's like Back to the Future. It's really it's like Terminator right now. I'm like, so the future happens. Now it's the past. And for some odd reason, I've got to kill Sarah Connor. I'm not really sure what's going on. You kept asking me. You guys were like, what are we doing now? We're taping the second half first. Well, I don't know why it wasn't just the first half. I'm not really still clear on that. Well, because if we would have done, if we would have done the first half, it might have leaked. She would probably left early. That's why. So I, was like, I didn't want to cut it short. I wanted you guys to have the full amount to talk about Once Upon a Time. So like I was saying, this week's episode, we're talking about minorities. The first half, we're talking about Latino heroes. And the second half, we're going to talk about Once Upon a Time fans. So, you know. <laughs> Which only is a majority, thank oh, you. Oh, the majority of minority, yes. whatever. <laughs> but before we even get to any of that, let's cut to our favorite part of the show. Let's do some quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. You know, it actually is pretty quick today. I mean, unless these mouths keep talking through it. So let's just well, jump then, well, well, then shut up. <laughs> babble, 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 babble. Exactly. Babble, 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 babble. So let's talk about a, one of, one of the, the, the geek channels that we all love. The sci-fi channel reaches for the stars and Asgard. The station that brings us Lost Girl is going to introduce us to the New Zealand import show The Almighty Johnsons, which will begin airing July 11th. The show follows the lives and struggles of four not-so-ordinary brothers in suburbia who happen to be descended from Norse gods. 
The young men try to find love and happiness while attempting to gain the full strength of their godlike powers. The Almighty Johnson, that just sounded dirty. Yeah, it doesn't it? It really does. It sounds like I'm a sure porno. It's, intentional. It, it's gotta be intentional. We all have big dicks. Even the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like something you watch on Skin of Max at twelve o'clock. <laughs> and now the Almighty Johnson, followed by Where Are My Panties? <laughs> Wow, you sound like you've got you. You really know these titles very well for that station. Oh, yeah, well, I secretly write for them. The Skinamax. Yeah, oh, that's why they're so bad. Yeah, that's, why, that's why it's so bad. I guess I watch it a little bit also. The only thing that matters is the sex. It's right. <laughs> so wait a minute, going back to this. Oh, so I've come to fix the plumbing. <laughs> Why'd you bring a tank? <laughs> oh, Ralph wrote that one. <laughs> I've come to. You came already? Yeah, Ralph wrote that one too. Wow. <laughs> there you wow, go. There we go. Started off with a bang. Ha. You can, you can see that one too. Yeah. That's why he brought the tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making up for making up for smaller things. <laughs> I got a tank. Wow, you must be really insecure. <laughs> so with the Almighty Johnsons, um, wow, and who's creating this? Um, you know, I don't know who's creating it. Actually. Oh man, okay. Yeah, it's an import from New Zealand. I forget who uh, originally did it. They said it's actually been on for three seasons there. No, I'm not saying that. I they, was about to say. Uh, look, I don't know if like these people really have know what's good. So it's not like BBC. No, I mean it's well, it's nothing New like the Zealand. BBC, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's quite like the BBC. Come on, Mike. <laughs> no, um, I'm saying Mike's jokes too. Fuck, what's going on here? <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I don't the, know how they. The are network is called TV Three. Oh, yeah. thank you, TV Three. Why is that so familiar? Well, there's because uh, I think Canada has something that's very similarly named or something like that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I mean, well, it, the Canada station is called Showcase. They have more than one, though, don't they? I they well, that's TV the one that airs um, Lost Girl. Ah, okay. Is that the one that airs Lost Girl? Oh, okay. I, guess, uh, I, like I also watch The Listener from there also. It's a good show. Really? Right, well, you watch The Listener? And continue. You watch The Listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a story about someone with their ear to the wall. <laughs> MFG has to warm up a little bit before it gets into it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, The Almighty Johnson. What else you got in quick news? Um, yeah. First of all, you have to remember that I'm coming from the future into the past for this one. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I've already I've already had my fun. Oh, All right. So next news story. I'm talking about once upon a time, but go ahead. <laughs> By the hoary hosts of high. It has been revealed that Marvel Studios has found a director for its um, upcoming Doctor Strange live action film. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. They're going to give up on that just like Ant-Man. Oh, I cannot wait. Uh, they're not giving up on that either, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> but Scott Derrickson, who did Sinister and Deliver Us from Evil, has been summoned to bring the master of the mystic arts onto the big screen. Unfortunately, there has not been any word on who will wear the fabled eye of Agamotto. Wow. And when are they set to start um, filming? Uh, actually, uh, well, they don't have a lead, so not anytime soon. <laughs> I, I heard they were looking into um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I mean, I, there's a list of people that have their want list, but I haven't heard. I, I, I mean, I love him as an actor. I do not want to see him as Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor Strange was not like the albino master of the mystic arts. So, you, know. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. All I think about when I think about Doctor Strange now is not even how much I hate him, but I think about us at Comic-Con with that fucking douchebag Doctor Strange. <laughs> was who douchebag Who don't want to be bothered? Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, yeah, you take pictures of me, and then he's like playing with his flip phone. I'm yeah. like, damn, for a guy with a nice outfit, you have a fucked up phone. Yeah, he was in full Doctor Strange regalia, too. It wasn't even like he just had some cheesy guy. Yeah. It was, it was like full on cosplay. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, well, did you just dress like this normally? And you're just mad that we're taking pictures of you, right? <laughs> He's like, these are my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they don't get him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully not that guy. Yeah, because he, he was he was douchey as douchey can get. <laughs> I'm like, okay, please. Yeah, so I I don't know what's gonna go on with that one. Um, yeah, I, like I said, there's been some you know people that they want in and whatnot, but. I don't think they have anybody definitely signed up or, or almost signed up for the movie. So we'll see. Okay. All right. So. And my last piece of the quick news. Wow. So uh, 
did you like Godzilla 2014? We know how you feel about it. Do you think you'll like the Fantastic Four fiasco that's likely to signal the apocalypse? What? <laughs> well, then I have treats for you young boys and girls. Oh, fuck. Disney has already stated that it will produce standalone Star Wars movies that will exist separate to the new trilogy that's coming up. So that Gareth Edwards, who directed the latest Godzilla movie, and Josh Trank, who will be directing the upcoming Fantastic Four reboot, they have both been tapped to helm two different feature films of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, rumors have it that the first two movies will focus on a young Boba Fett and a young Han Solo. And I don't know which director will be doing which, but haha, you losers are going to have to deal with these directors. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. And it's funny because I heard on another podcast they had mentioned that, and I was kind of excited that they were going to do these side films because I was like, wow, they're going to have an opportunity to you know, have basically a Star Wars movie every year. Right. Yeah. You would have the first tr- the first part of the trilogy and then the side movie the next year and then the mm-hmm. next part of the trilogy. So it'd be every year, but now I'm hearing who's directing it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes, you, makes you worry. So, it's, so, it's like saying there's a party full of girls and you find out they're all your relatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't make out with her again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's if you were in Kansas. Oh, <laughs> we apologize. All the, no, no. <laughs> they don't even listen. They don't even get electricity over there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm raring to go. You guys already warmed up. I'm just getting fiery. <laughs> so that's all the quick news? That is all the quick news. Oh, wow. <laughs> the rest like, of the news wasn't worth talking. I, I refuse to bring up the Ant-Man stuff. It's just until they know what they're doing, I refuse to bring it up. Was it all speculation in the news about well, you know, they've lost two directors in like less than two months. <laughs> they lost another director? Yeah. The, uh, the, I forget the guy's name. Whoever they signed up, the second one was like, uh, no. And they can't seem to get anybody to do it. I'm that's, like, this doesn't sound good. Well, because if they say, well, this guy walked away, so why the hell am I going to do it? <laughs> well, first of all, whatever amount of money they were paying him, I'll do it. <laughs> what, you got most of the film done? I'll finish it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually be good. <laughs> so is Doctor Who actually allowed to be in this film? Uh, he is now. Let's go. <laughs> Why are we in Philadelphia? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Why are we only here to pick up a cheesesteak? Because I wanted one. <laughs> all right. All right. Good stuff. And that quick news was pretty quick. Yeah. I, and usually I have nothing to add. Whoa. Even quicker. What about Ralph? The double T. Ralph, well, do I ever have anything to add? Yeah, that was a good Ralph. That was a good hey. Ralph. That sounded like a, a high Barney. A high Barney? Yeah, high Barney. <laughs> okay. Barney the from dinosaur, the not the Flintstones. No, no, that sounded more like the dinosaur. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That didn't help. No. Oh, damn. Okay, either way. All right, so. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. That's a little bit better. Oh, uh, it's not. Oh, yes, it was. Gee, Fred. Okay, okay. <laughs> let, let, we're all losing. We're all losing. So let's get on to the first part of the show. Okay, so with the New York City Puerto Rican Day Parade this Sunday, we wanted to take this opportunity to discuss Latino superheroes. Why? Are they all going to be arrested? Could you let me finish? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. That's why we don't see so many of them. They're all arrested. <laughs> the Latino population has been a vastly growing population here in the U.S. And since as long as anybody can remember, Latinos have been either crossing the border or coming overseas to be a big part of American culture. And in entertainment and comic books, it has taken some time for Latinos to be represented appropriately. But are Latino superheroes and villains serving the Latino community justice? Or are they a disservice to the multi-Spanish-speaking culture? So my question to the panel is, um, if you guys can give me either one hero or villain that you feel is doing the Latino culture proud, or one um, hero or villain that is a disgrace to the Latino culture. So let's start off with that, and then we'll move on from there. So um, 
who would like to go first or should I just throw mine out there? Go right ahead. Of go course. right on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I, the one I'm going to throw out, I was going to throw out the one I was proud of, but I'm going to stick. Actually, no, no. Fuck it. I'm going to stick with the one. I'm going to stick with Miles Morales. Of hey. course he picks him. Yeah. Well, because out of... What think, a surprise. Well, let's put it this way. Think about all the other Latino superheroes they have out there. Think all about, right, everybody think of that one. You know what's funny? <laughs> I, when, we, when we did the whole... When we did the segment on... Um, black characters mm-hmm. you could find the first black character on on um not wikipedia but you know like uh, on google with no right. problem it took me like a million years to find out where the oh, first I, th- I, well, I knew it was right off who was it the white tiger yeah the white tiger is for marvel or overall no, Mar- the white tiger is the first is marvel's um first hispanic that's from any spanish-speaking country right. and he's also the first uh puerto well, he's the first puerto rican um superhero period yeah, because I knew that he was the first, but I thought it was for Marvel, not for all around. Well, he's the first, Puerto, well, again, first Puerto Rican superhero, period, ever. Hector Ayala. Yeah, that was Hector Ayala. He was the original white tiger. And guess what? What? He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. he was, and he was wrongly accused of murder, and in trying to get away, he was shot to death. Wow, and we're going to get to that in a second, because that's one of the things about the Latino characters that, that, that kind of bother me as a Latino male. Yeah. Oh, um, and by the way, if anyone's thinking that that was like back in the groovy 60s, it wasn't. He was introduced in the deadly hands of Kung Fu number 19 back in 1975 oh wow yeah, okay. so it wasn't i mean it's a lot I mean, long ago you know well, that's a while ago bro. but i mean it's not as long as you would think it would be it's not like you know you know the hispanic community hasn't been around here for a while well yeah, i mean you, you figure because you know i mean the comics have been really really popular since the late 50s early 60s with right. you know the, the coming of spider-man and superman and all those characters so yeah i guess you know civil rights movement and all that stuff yeah. took a while for for those characters to be around so i guess you're well, right they just had, they wanted to see i guess how chico and the man was doing in the 70s <laughs> chico yeah not my job oh my goodness not, <laughs> not my job you guys are dating yourselves again <laughs> we're not dating we're only friends <laughs> <laughs> where's where's my fucking there we go, yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> and that's for aaron who so anyhow so miles morales is your guy what? Miles Morales, thank you i don't want to get too far off track yeah so miles morales i feel is um I feel like he's really doing the Latino, the Latinos proud because he does a lot of things really well. And it's actually part of one of my questions. He doesn't speak Spanish. And there's a lot of Latinos in America who don't speak Spanish. I mean, surprise, new yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> I, no, but at least I speak Spanish enough. Miles doesn't say anything. They just say, you know, he's he's half Puerto Rican, half right. black, and they just leave it at that, and they just well, let his well, character. What I like it. about that is because it's just like you know, if just because you say somebody's part of another, you know, nationality, it's just like, well, it doesn't mean they speak the language. Also, it it also diminishes them because it's always like, oh, so then you're just off the boat. It's like, no, he's a full fledged American citizen that just happens to have a black father and a Hispanic mother. I mean, that's yeah. just where it is, you know. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like, and it was something that you mentioned when we started talking about Ultimate Spider-Man, when uh-huh. we talked at the job, right. you would say, why are they making all these other characters like Latin right. or, or, or black versions? Right. It's kind of like what um, DC was doing with um, Forever Evil. Huh? Everything was the opposite. If right. you, I feel like with the Ultimate Universe, it seems like Bendis was saying, well, let's make everything cultured and diverse yeah. by making every hero and villain black or Spanish. So. Yeah, it's just, it's like swinging way the other way. And it's like, all right, well, it's not that I care so much that they're minorities. It's just, you know, especially when you start touching heroes that we all know or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, granted, most of the heroes and villains are white because of the time periods they were all introduced, whatever. But some it just works with, some it doesn't. And some it right. feels like you're pampering and, and, and just placating an audience. You right. Know? It's funny because I think about, when I think about um, Miles Morales and Spider-Man, the one that, that I thought about was when we saw Scorpion. Right. Oh, that was just horrible. <laughs> just some Mexican thug yeah. with, with a big chain with a hook at the end of it. Right. 
I'm like, that seemed to vaguely have some mutant power. Did he shoot it out of his ass or something? No. No, no. He, he wore he, it as a belt. Yeah. I'm, I'm not joking. And that's the <laughs> only... So when he took it off, his pants fell down. Uh, no, no. <laughs> which would which would be current to like the way Latinos and blacks <laughs> dress in the inner <laughs> I was city. About to say, they just lower a bit so you see his underwear, you know. Yeah, got... <laughs> but yes, I mean, that's probably the one of the lamer things that happens in the book, but all in all... Oh, I, really? I, then you forgot about the Taskmaster that they introduced. Taskmaster. Who looked like he was wearing... Something that he found and got. I mean, not like it, it was nothing like the Taskmaster's uniform. It was just it looked like a crazy black guy that put on like pieces of cardboard and like like tied a towel around him or something like that. But he's some black guy and he had nothing the Taskmaster does. He just he shot some energy powers. I, I don't even know what the purpose was. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I take that back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I think that um, um, Ultimate Spider-Man or now what they call Miles Morales. The ultimate Spider-Man. The ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. I think that he's that the way they represent him in Marvel Comics is probably the way they should start going representing Latinos in the future. That's just my thing. I see that. All right. So, um, who would like to give their their praise or their thumbs down to a character? Uh, my thumbs down would be to uh, Vibe. Wait, Aww. first, first Ralph hating on something. Second off, Vibe. What, like, that's a shock? <laughs> I just want to hear why. Is it Bob Vibe current or with his hammer pants? With his hammer pants. When, <laughs> they, first, when they first introduced him, because now he's, like, a little bit better. But before, it was, like, you know, stereotypical, which was crazy because they made him a stereotypical cholo, but he's Puerto Rican. You know? <laughs> do you know when he was first introduced? Uh, approximately? Uh, yes, actually, I do. One I got five hours. Wow. <laughs> His first appearance was in 1984 in Justice League of America Annual Number no. 2. 1984. Yeah. And they still couldn't figure out the difference between Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. Nope. Is so, there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, height. <laughs> <laughs> and th- so they had him. Yeah, we're citizens. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. You know, Barely. with like the, you know, uh, Ebonics language, you know, speaking uh, with, uh, what should we call it? The Spanglish? Spanglish? Spanglish, yeah, speaking with Spanglish. And then also, like... Wasn't he the leader of a gang as yeah, well or something like that? he was the leader of a gang. And then also, he's a breakdancer. Yeah. Most of his fighting is done while breakdancing. Oh, my goodness. Like, are you serious? Well, like, I, but like, but, at, the, but like, at the same time, if you think about it, probably most of the attacking happened because of his breakdancing. Yeah. <laughs> so there is probably a logic to that. <laughs> Like, but you know, I get, but you know, I get that, and, and that's not really. He, no, here's what I'm saying: 1984, <laughs> the height of Beat Street, right. and all those movies. So I can see, and a lot of Latinos became very big in those movies, or not big, but they became popular at that time right. because of Beat Street. And um, what was the other Breaking? That was the other. Right. It was Breaking Two and, and Breaking Breaking Two and Beat Street. Right, yeah. but but the thing is, uh, sorry to cut you off there, Professor Ralph, is that. These are the characters, just like Ralph was pointing out, that they made, like, you know, this uh, Latino character, or they would have made him black. They wouldn't have made him white. And it's not that white characters all have the best powers and whatever. It's just that when it comes to super, super lame. Oh, no, I agree. And it's not even, even the Asians don't usually get touched by super lame. I'm not saying that all their characters are great, you know. They're usually math-based or karate experts, <laughs> oddly enough, you know. Um, but, I mean, but when it comes to super lame characters, <laughs> Latinos and blacks, just own them. <laughs> well, the reason I was saying that, I wasn't saying that I think the character was great, but I think they were trying to hook on to, you know, a trend. And they were like, okay, how can we make breakdancing part of comic books? Because breakdancing is part of pop culture now. Oh, let's get those those crazy Latinos in there. Because whites can't do breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, so that was in the, in the past, you know. And like, um, 
I lost my train of thought for a second. Well, that wasn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did it have anything to do with boobs? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But that did remind me. <laughs> See, that works. I knew it was associated there somewhere. <laughs> His outfit. You know, he had this like. Oh, know, the shoulder pads from The hell? shoulder pads with, and it's like a vest that connects to the bottom. And yeah. then those like really mirrored glasses yes. that are big. And like, and then it was all red and yellow and black. Yeah. And then he had like the Michael Jackson kind of like chain belt that doesn't really hold any because he's wearing a unitard. Right. But then you have a belt. So what's the point? Yeah. You know? <laughs> ah, but, fashion. But now, like in, in 2003, they reintroduced him and they made him stronger where he's, his power is actually strong enough to disrupt the speed force. Which makes no sense. Because uh, they, they made it work more on, on uh, was it quantum physics or something like that? Yeah, quantum leap, it sounds it, more into like. The, into <laughs> it's, a dimensional, leap, it's a leap of some sort. Interdimensional physics is, is how they explain his powers, right? Okay. And they're saying that he's actually powerful enough to actually uh, break the Earth apart in two. With his and that's when they should have stopped. <laughs> Once you had a suggestion of that, it's like maybe we... And, and but, also, sorry. Um, he can't be tracked by video cameras because apparently his vibrational frequency doesn't register. Actually, I know the real reason why he cannot be tracked by video cameras is because they're afraid he's going to start breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> and that nobody might, wants to see that. That might be it too. But it, it sounds like they were trying to make up for, for, for Vibe's fucking pitiful um, creation yeah, by but, adding something. But the funny going part the other, Going totally but, but the other way. The part though is with DC, actually two things that that statement um, that when you were talking about the update has said for DC that I don't like. One is what, you know, what you're saying is they're trying to make up for it, but it's like, well, instead of trying to make up for a bad character why don't you just introduce a really good character and it's brand new first of all yeah. and kill um, him off no. yeah exactly and kill him <laughs> off but then the other thing too when you're talking about how oh they've now made it so he's powerful enough that possibly could crack the earth something like that i it's what i hate about dc everyone is the ultimate something yeah and then he's, you know he's one of the only people that can track interdimensional breaches yeah. like on his own because of his powers yeah, and, yeah. and like in his in when his first publication most of his battles take place where he's like it starts off he's breakdancing right oh god in the past or now huh in the past in the past, oh. in the past he's breakdancing and then um he a villain interrupts him and usually his villains are also sound based yeah right it's called villain interruptus go yeah. ahead <laughs> <laughs> and then once he defeats the villain usually by breakdancing he finishes it off by guess what Break dancing. break dancing. No, actually, he goes to the, the shelter and helps kids and teaches <laughs> them how to break dance now. <laughs> but, Could you just imagine, though, being a villain? Just, yo, dude, what happened? Superman took me out. What happened? Batman broke my leg. What happened? Flash kicked my ass. What happened? I was break danced on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we know who the bitch is in this cell now, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Grab my food, bitch. <laughs> you can dance on my vibe. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's pretty good with the ladies, and he did in in the new incarnation. Um, he was actually taught how to fight by Batman. Ooh, because yeah. Batman evidently was reaching out to the poor Latin community. <laughs> that day. He, he said, "I gotta reach my minority quota today." So, vibe, let's go. I gotta see you fight. Now he said, "Minority and lame." He said, <laughs> Who's the lamest minority? You, <laughs> you, because Cecilia Reyes isn't there. <laughs> the lamest minority. Well, I just watched Minority Report. So now I'm off to help out Vibe. That's what just <laughs> wow. off in that order. <laughs> All right, so Vibe's your guy? Yeah, I mean... It's, Vibe's your bad guy, huh? Yeah, because it's like... Even back then, it's like... You don't see any kids in the street like, oh... You nope. see, you hear people saying, oh, 
I'm going against Superman. Oh, yeah. I want to be Batman. Oh, I'm the Flash. You don't hear anybody saying, I want to be Vibe. No, you don't even catch Vibe as a joke. And I mean, I mean granted, obviously, you guys would have your, your, your fingers on the pulse of the Latin community better than I would. But I, I've never, even as a joke, I've never seen a Latin person like on the train during Halloween time dressed up as Vibe. I mean, because he is just a joke character. But he's, he's worse. He's a worse joke character, though, than Aquaman was before they rebooted him. Because at least people still would dress up as Aquaman to have fun to go you know i think i actually saw vibe somewhere yeah on the end of a vibrator give yourself the drum because that one oh. what there you go <laughs> <laughs> they were they were like selling it i, I saw the picture and they had like the, the speech bubble when it said uh was it I'm, I'm gonna rock your world or something like that or let's shake it up something like that it's oh, hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I don't think that's that wasn't the Thor vibrator. <laughs> it's hammer time. Shut up. All right. All right, Mike. So who is your Latino hero that you want to focus on, whether pro or con? You know, I actually am torn between the two because I, I actually like them both. Ooh, this is still a rough one. I thought I had kind of gotten it down. But you know what? I'm gonna go more traditional. I mean the other one wasn't so obscure or anything like that, but mm-hmm. um I don't know. I really am torn, actually. I really do like them both almost equally. Um, El Dorado. Uh, no, but he's down in my <laughs> list of just people to talk about. But um, I, I'm actually going to mention both because I'm torn between them both. Um, I, I like what they've done now with Richter, like his, how he's wow. grown more. Because okay. before he was eh. um, so uh, his name is uh, Julio Esteban Richter, and he's Mexican. Mm-hmm. And he was introduced back in 1987 in X Factor number 17. Um, you know, he's a mutant with the ability to release, oddly enough, seismic tremors. So kind of like very a much vibe. like a vibe, a vibe yeah. Right? Uh, he was created by Lewis and Walt Simonson, um, and when they they've kind of brought him in when uh, when Peter David was uh, when he read X Factor a few years ago, he what, brought you, him back. You've been trying to get me to read it's that a great, for a while, it's yeah. A great, and I read it; it was read, good yeah. for for the little run I yeah. read. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but if you just read it straight through, it's a great beginning to end. Well, uh, beginning to most of the end because they did get weird towards the end. But uh, um, they introduced Victor, and that whole thing that had been going on for years about whether or not Victor and Shatterstar were an item was proven right. to be true because Victor and Sh- I mean Victor and Shatterstar are an item now. They're they're a gay couple, um, and they've handled it really well, and they've handled it very mature. They you know um, just they've done a great job with him. Um, so I'm I'm not going to spend too much time since I'm taking two. But the other character that I really liked, I I really liked um, the way they advance uh, Renee Montoya. Oh, I made her from the question DC. from DC. Yeah. Um, well, she, they made her the question. Right, she became the new question. And, and then, it was really actually a great story because that was during uh, the, the 52-week issue, 52. Yep. Um, they did a good job. That was one of the few um, sub-stories they had in there that they did a good job with. And her taking over as the question was actually handled really well. They actually killed off Vic Sage and she did uh, learn some, get some training and stuff. They didn't just go, you're the question and now you know how to do everything. You know, like she did, she had spent some time learning martial arts better. Plus she was already a cop, so it wasn't like yep. she was untrained in things. She was actually in, in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Right. Well, actually she was originally created solely for that series, but they decided to put her in comic book form first. Then they put her to the, the TV show, but she was actually created... She was created to be on the TV show first, but that's not the, her first appearance. Oh, wow. Okay. It was actually in paper. Okay. Batman enough, 475. I about to say, it's Batman 475 and 1992. Thank you, Ralph, for helping me out with, with, with the notes that I evidently had. <laughs> he, he had to hold your hand to go through that because he was like, wow, Mike's glasses are fogged up. Let me, let me read it for him. Yep. Um, uh, the character was created by three people, Sean, Catherine, Derek, Lauren Bright, and Mitch Bryan. And... Um, like I said, I mean, it's it, what I like about it is just it was just her growth of character. I mean, the question is not a spectacular character. I mean, there's times people write him well or her well. Um, other times, mostly not. It's just kind of an odd character. It was just her growth. And oddly enough, though, 
just like with Richter, it's like, well, the, the growth for her just seemed to be, oh, now she's a lesbian. I'm like, huh? I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know? But again, growth-wise, I just thought that um, she ended up being featured a lot more, and they, you know, they treated her well. I mean, you know, they, you know, she got her downside for being a woman in the man's world. I mean, you know, and then you know saw how she fought through that, and I think they kind of handled it very maturely with her sexuality, and then with her just becoming the question. I just thought they did a great job. Okay. The question is also such like an interesting character. Yeah. You know, well, I love the look. I love that look. I, mean, I remember the first time as a kid seeing a, just a character with no face. I just think that was the coolest thing, you know? Yeah. And the fact that, well, the original question was always driven. Whenever someone asks a question, he's always driven to find the answer. Right. Yeah. You know? It's so, so cool. And it's like, it's like a Batman kind of character, except yeah. that a darker Batman. But the, but he the, actually break bones and like yeah. comes to close to killing people. Yeah. But, but the sad part is that that question, the Renee Montoya doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. No, she hasn't been reintroduced at all. That's right. New 52 kind of changed all that. Uh, well, actually, there is thing. She has not been officially reintroduced, but in one of the Batwoman series, because by the way, also, um, because, you know, it's it's a comic book, first of all, and then it's DC who handles things worse with, uh, with minorities than Marvel does. All lesbians evidently know each other. So, of course, Aww. Renee Montoyo used to date um, Kathy Kane, who is Batwoman, who's also a lesbian. Because they all know each other, um, uh, but in one of the New Fifty Two Bat Woman's, she was looking at a. Now it wasn't of dead; it was just of honored police officers, and she, there was a picture of her name Montoya there. Yeah, but that's that's all we got. You know, yeah. so we haven't seen her, and so we don't know if she's alive or dead. Okay. They, say, they say that they don't want to uh, put her in the background; that they actually want to bring her in her own story. Right. Interesting. All right. They still could just introduce her. Would be. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, it's like you don't have to introduce me in my own book. I'd be like. It's it's Batman book. She should be a cop. <laughs> you know, how hard was that? No, I agree. So. No, my, my, so my, I mean, that leads me to my next question, uh, or or to, to a question to ask the panel. Um, why do you think writers stay so far away from introducing Latino characters as prominent characters in comic books? Comic books, excuse me. I'm trying to work on my I don't diction. Know, because I would think that. I mean, and again, I, I, well, I'm sure there there are statistics out there. I don't have them, and I don't care right now to try and look for them. But uh, I would almost bet that. A large, I can't say larger, but I would imagine a large portion of readership for comics are probably coming from the minorities in general. Mm -hmm. So it is, I mean, I don't have an answer as to why I don't think they're hitting the Latino. I don't know if... I, I think maybe it's because since they already have so many pre-established superheroes, you know, who with already set ethnicity, if you bring in someone, they're probably scared to bring in someone new who they think that people won't like. So they just, you know, stick with the old... With what sells? I mean, I mean, well, there's a lot of that. Yeah, there is some of that. I think also, I, I think they're afraid of us, them being criticized because you're talking about you know a race and a culture, and especially when you talk about language. And we we all know what they do with Latino characters. Yeah, they always make them speak Spanish or the or Spanglish. Spanglish, it's, Spanglish yeah. it's not even. It's like not even Spanglish. It's just it was just. It's like me throwing out a Spanish word every now and then just to prove that I know how to speak Spanish. Except you know? they would it's, pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> someone gets hit by something and they're like, "Ay, why did you do that?" Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Or I'm trying to think of another. You know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, like like when they'll throw something out like. Caramba. Yeah, that. But I'm just trying to think, like, they'll throw out, like, a random word in Spanish, you know. Leche. Bodega. Yeah, exactly. But no, leche is, like, a good one. You know, just be like, oh, honey, grab, the, you know, grab the cereal and some leche and then let's get the toast. And you're like, wait, so of all the other words you listed in English, you know, like, 
It's like I'm supposed to notice the one that didn't fit in. You know? Yeah, I mean, for me, it just, I don't know, it just makes this, the character seem, and I don't want to say less than because, I mean, people who, who are from another country and here as Americans, I have no, you know, I joke around, but I have no problem with that. I just feel like it makes them um, seem like they haven't mastered the language enough, so they're not as good as. Right. Well, and also, like, you know, yeah, exactly. You're not as good as, you're not one of us. Right. You know, it is very true. I mean, well, it's just like the blacks. I mean, granted, you know, you know, there's no blacks that's going to be speaking African because, first of all, we don't know what any language in Africa would sound like as, as Americans, so we couldn't try that. But, like, the blacks then always default to Ibanis. Every single one. I'm like, you know, this is 2014. Power yes, man. unfortunately, you know, people, you know, maybe diving down to the, the lower half, they're still talking too much slang in the neighborhoods and not trying to bring themselves up here and there. But that's not everybody. That happens, yes. Yeah. But I'm sorry, if, if your only way to prove that your character is black is to have them speak bad English. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you by this point. You right. Know. When John Stewart came out, they had him speaking in Ebonics, right? Uh, well, 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 from the Daily Show? I don't think so. <laughs> Green Lantern. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, well, that, you know, I'm not excusing, but that was 1970. What one? I think it was or something yeah, it was, like that. Yeah. I mean, again, it didn't excuse it, but it wasn't Ebonics. His was just jive. Okay. Yeah, but it was just slang. Yeah, you know. yeah, not necessarily Ebonics, but like you know, the slang, just the slang of that time. So a lot of like, you know, you jive turkey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I find with Latinos, they do that as well. They throw a lot of slang, you know. Hey, look at that mucha. And like we said, Spanglish, you know, and, and mixing the languages. It's just kind of like, um, I don't know. It, just, yeah. I, it still bothers me, but there's a part of me that's like, but then when you create a character that is Latin and does not speak it, you know, I know not a lot of people have bitched. I know some uh, in the black community, you've heard people bitch about when black characters are created and oh, they don't speak a certain white. language. Right. And it's like, well, the no, they're just speaking that's, the language of their country. That's my question right, <laughs> right there. It's like. It's a rough one. It's a rough part. But at the same time, the world I envision is that world. I mean, you know, think about it. You're born and raised here. I don't mean first generation. You're just, if you're just an American that happens to be from a descendant from a Hispanic culture or, you know, I happen to be black. I'm not going to suddenly start speaking a certain way unless I'm going on a way to try, really. I mean, that is the integration of America. That's what makes us Americans. I mean, you, right. know, we, you know, we may be a melting pot, but we're all going to speak the same language at some yeah, point. No, 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 it actually depends on how you're brought up because actually my nephews were born here, right? But they grew up speaking Spanish, even though they were born here. Right. And they still, when they speak English, they still speak it with an accent. Right. That's what, I mean, and that's also, and that's another whole other subject. I always talk with um, some of my friends about that. I'd be like, yeah. Um, hey, you know, you know that you, you know, you, you've lived in this country and you don't speak any Spanish, but I lived in this country and I speak perfect Spanish. And I think it's all about the, the parents that you were raised with in the, and were they born here or right. did they come over? And, 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 you know, sometimes people don't realize that's, you know, part of it also that, you know, if you if you still live with grandma and grandma only speaks Spanish you right. ha- and in a Latin culture, yeah. you have to speak Spanish. Right. You know, grandma's e- not going to either that or it's like you have family members where they understand English, but only speak Spanish. And then you understand Spanish, but only speak English. So you communicate with each other that way. Yeah. Right. Whereas like they talk to you in Spanish and then you just respond in English. Right. But I mean, but again, too, I mean, especially. uh you know, especially more old school about it. I don't think it happens as much maybe now, but it's, it, I mean, unfortunately, as much as this America is a melting pot, I mean, unfortunately, not everybody's happy to have everything melt in here. Um, you know, that's very old school is that you want your kids to have the best shot at life in America. And unfortunately, you coming in with an accent, no matter what that accent is, you know, depending on where you end up in business, people are going to hold that against you. And, and also depending on the accent, 
they'll hold it against you. Know, you know, but, like you're gonna have a tough time moving ahead in you know Arizona and Texas, for instance, with a Spanish accent. But I think, but like, you're, you're not getting very far. I'm just letting you know. That. But, but, I think, <laughs> but I think part of the issue is also you know gra- you know holding on to your culture and to your roots, and I know some of that is comes with the mastery of a language and being right. able to you know because it's uh, it's hard to have to speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. And speak perfect English, you know, like like right. people do it. I, right. Ralph does it. I mean, Ralphie. I mean, if you hear Ralph speak Spanish, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I've like, never heard him speak English. Orale vato, como Wow. <laughs> really, you went with that one? Okay. <laughs> I thought a wrestling match was about that. I was getting my popcorn out. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good match. Y en esta esquina estamos el hombre grande, Mike Financiero. Y aquí está el capitán. Capitán Pinga. <laughs> For those who don't know what that means, look it up. <laughs> okay, so, so what? But, I mean, but, but I just wanted to get back to that. Though, that there is, a, you know, what you're saying, but I, I've always just been under... It's just an odd thing. I mean, as as a black American, I mean, there is no culture for me to hold on. I mean, and also I, it's the way I view things. I'm an American, and I'm not a red, white, and blue. I bleed red, white, and blue kind of American. I mean, I'm not some jingoist. I'm not obsessed about it. It's just that I'm an American. I mean, that this is my culture. You know, uh, this is where I'm from. I mean, this is where I'm from. This is where I was born. I, you know, you throw me to any country that's predominantly black, I will have no idea how to fit in there because I'm an American. Right. And again, I get if you're first generation and even second generation, I'll even give you a touch of third. But after a while, it's like you're just an American. I mean, you know, I, there's not much culture left to hold on to because now you're you're falsifying culture, you know, because it would just mm. in other words, it's just like, for instance, when I see the blacks that, you know, let's just say, for instance, just to make the matter easy, you're black, but you were brought here 300 years ago. So your whole family is all American, and then you throw on the robes from Africa. It's like, well, you're not embracing your culture. You are an American. I mean, you are. You're, what is your birth certificate? Do you have dual citizenship? No. You're an American, period. doesn't matter by that point. I mean, if that's the case, I could just throw on a kimono and just go, I'm embracing the Japanese culture because it's not my culture by this point. Well, I'm not going to get into that because, I mean, me and you, well, we've, right. and we've debated this before. Yeah. You know, I, I think with, with Latinos, it's a little bit different, and especially with Puerto Ricans because... It, it, it's a very tricky kind of thing because they are owned by the United States. Owned property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spaniards get their ass beat, and what do they do? Give us up. <laughs> so we go from one from one slave owner to another. That's great. But <laughs> you're an annex, quote unquote. It's it's a it's a Commonwealth. Kick 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 rocks. All right. <laughs> the other C word that that's not colony. <laughs> They're an X, and just like an X, they keep dialing you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good. I like that one. Um, okay, so real quick, um, what question did you have for the panel regarding this subject? Well, it's like, uh, do Latino uh, characters have to be whitewashed in order for them to uh, like truly be accepted? Explain whitewashed. Explain what do you mean. What do you mean by white? Well, like you know, they don't speak Spanish at all, or they they follow you know the pretty much like white you know. That's an interesting question. Like, so well, so it's so, kind so, of what we were just talking about. But yeah. I think he's yeah. saying. But I think he's saying the flip side of the coin that if they did speak you know with an accent, all of a sudden they're not accepted. Yeah. You know, the, you know, do they have to speak perfect language to be accepted, or can we have somebody who is a first generation, you know, immigrant coming to this country is now an American and uh, is a superhero, and you know, be, and they speak with an accent? Why do they have to get shot? Yeah, down? like you have. Um, I remember I forgot which character it was, but there was an episode of Justice League where you got a character who you know is from. He's a firstborn from this country, and whose language was Spanish, and he's speaking. They have an actor have him speaking perfect English. You know, like he. 
As if like he went to like Oxford or something, came straight from England or something, you know? Do you remember the character? Bane? No, I forgot who <laughs> it, it might have been Bane, but I he forgot, actually I forgot about Bane. He had yeah. an accent in, in Young Justice, he had an accent. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah. fuck, I know you talking about, but it's not it's not it's not our boy Blue Beetle. No, no, because Jaime actually has like he he speaks like Yeah, Jaime speaks yeah, perfect. You know, he speaks Spanish. Yeah. With the accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, I think that um, does it have to be whitewashed? I don't know if I use the term whitewashed, but I think, um, I don't know. It's for me, it's, it's a little hard. I think that you, you know, to Mike's point about being American, yeah, you want somebody that that's, you know that speaks the language so that you can kind of follow it better. I think one of the things that they've done with language is really cool is sometimes when they're speaking in their language instead of writing the 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 words out even right. though it's kind of cool to learn that language if they're speaking like a sentence or two they'll just put like these um these arrow right. parentheses little mm-hmm. asterisk or something like yeah, that yeah and they'll say he's speaking in his native language in at, in this particular bubble or that particular right. bubble so this way you say okay he does speak another language but right now so you understand it yeah, yeah. But, but but I don't think I mean I don't think there is a need for it but at the same time like I said the the other problem too and, and think about this think about this as if if you wanted to write something there is a very, very fine line between trying to give a race um, texture and culture through its words and stereotype. You, you know what I mean? Like in yeah. other words, because you know, no, absolutely. Since, since, absolutely again, yeah. most, since most of the writers are right are white, think of it this way: if somebody you know made a, a Spanish character and just had them speaking the Spanglish, you're going to he's going to get hit from both sides. He's going to get the, you know, Latinos that are angry that, you know, why can't you speak English? You know, da, 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 da. And then you're going to get the other half that's going to be like, you know, well, it should be more Spanish. Why is he speaking this real Spanish? You know, you're not, not going, you're right. not going to win. Yeah. And at least, though, that's a language. I mean, think about it with the blacks. It's, you know, like, I mean, my answer is just to have them speak, like, more colloquially as anyone speaks. Not, you know, but say with blacks, word, it's even harder. Mike, Mike, say that word again. Colloquial? Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but... Um, you know, with blacks, it's even harder because there is no other language. It's just stereotyped as speaking either ebonics or just bad English or in bro- general. Or like broken English. Right, you yeah. know. And so that now you're, well, no, the broken English is left for the Asians. You know, so I'm saying that you can't win because it's, it's our world has evolved since the 50s and the 60s where you were still getting more and more refugees and type people coming in. You know, it's not that, yes, you do find, of course, obviously, you go to Chinatown, you'll find a lot of Asians speaking broken English, but they're also just off the boat, you know. I, I kind of feel like they need to be, they need to make a group. If you're going to treat Latinos, you know, and you want to have both, maybe you need to have a, a couple of Latinos come in at the same time and maybe one speak nothing but Spanish and then one speak English and they look, you know, you know, and, and that's part of the oh. dynamic showing that there's different. You know, different types oh, yeah, of the same. No, kind. there'll be superheroes at the hotel down there because the one's the maid and the other's the supervisor. Oh. <laughs> so, so what? The headquarters is Home Depot. Stop. <laughs> no. I'll meet you back at the headquarters, the laundromat. <laughs> Bring the bleach. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Mike. What, what question do you have for the panel? Um, I think we've actually kind of answered a lot of the questions. I just think, uh, do you think that the major groups? So you're talking the JLA's, you're talking the Avengers, blah blah blah. Do we think that? Because most of them don't have even a representative of the the Latino community. Do you think that the groups should have one? Like, absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, do you remember? I mean, we're not looking for a Benetton commercial, but I do think that we need to get more colors of all colors in all these groups, and not yeah. just some lame one timer. But remember, uh, Teen Titans. Uh, which Teen Titans? The the first one, not Teen Titans Go. Before that, the cartoon. The series? original right. Teen Titans series. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
they had um, Masi 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 which were made up for the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, and like they don't speak any lick of English. Right, they always answer in Spanish. But those two guys were hilarious. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I've never seen them. You yeah. never seen Masi There was a few no. episodes like they weren't part of like the the original five. Right, but um, like whenever they were like T Titans East. Okay, yeah. So they were part of that. And they were really, really short. I mean, like, even for those characters, they were really short. Yeah. And the only way their powers worked were by holding hands. They were brothers. They or, were twin or, brothers. Or if they have a good conductor between them. Yeah. So like, oh, wow. You so basically, they were powerless them. without any without touching, basically. Yeah, a steel wire, they were holding, like, they would, like, wrap people up that way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they only spoke Spanish? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was, wow. There was a uh, control freak, like, talked to them and asked them, like, how do you do this? And they responded to him in Spanish. <laughs> but it appears like they only they understand English, and of course, almost no one. Well, that's the weird part is that almost no one seems to have taken the time to speak Spanish to learn what they're saying either. Because I don't think most of the heroes knew what they said either. <laughs> which, which was an interesting commentary all on its own. Because I'm like, so you're all partners, and you're not bothering to. I mean, because the thing is, it's like, are you expecting them to learn English, or are you ever going to learn Spanish and find out what the hell they're saying? Well, Cyborg doesn't have to worry well, about that because he, he's a right, computer. He can write. Yeah, he, he can. Tra- he's go- He has Google Translate on all the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, he speaks like a ghetto man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, for part computer, you speak an awful lot. Yo, man, what's going on, my sandwich beast boy? And it's like, really? <laughs> Does your computer do that? <laughs> Imagine if the computer was saying that. Yo, beast boy, what's on my sandwich? <laughs> I really need that the sandwich from you, beast boy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you doing Twinkie for Buck Rogers? <laughs> Just doing anything computerized. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I just feel like Latinos still have a way to go. I do think that there needs to be um, a character in each, but I think that they have to do the right thing not, and not rush it. Like when they try to make um, Thunder Thunderbird. Thunder, uh, Indian. Thunder, Thunderbird. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and when they try to make Thunderbird Indian back in the, um, what was the, um, the, the X-Men? Um, Extreme Avengers. When they had the Indian guy playing um, um, Thunderbird. Oh, that Indian. I thought you meant Native American. No, no, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) Indian from India, yeah. Right. Or or, or, or East Indian descent. You know, so they they tried to do that, and it was just rushed. It it felt like it was rushed. They just had to put it together just to get the wow factor. Well, that seems to be the group that that has the trouble with. Like, you ever notice, like, they're just, I guess they always always faltered the East Indian um, superheroes that, well, India was, uh, was, you know, overseen by England for so long that you just speak English. Now, fine, a lot of Indians speak English, but they still have an accent to their English. Yeah. But so it's really funny because you ever notice that most of the Indian superheroes, they don't, they just, they just speak English. Like, that's it. That's that. <laughs> and if they have to, then, like you said before, like, if they're having any kind of conversation with anyone else that would understand them, it's, oh, yeah, they're just speaking in their language, but here's the English version, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't even try and throw out a word. Like, maybe they throw out a food. <laughs> you know curry halal chai tea exactly but yeah I definitely I definitely feel they should they should add add one to at least one of the major houses but they have to figure out a good character that's gonna be worthwhile you don't want Cecilia Reyes back ah leave Cecilia Reyes alone I got a question if you could change the race of any of the big five in DC so Superman Batman Wonder Woman Flash and Aquaman who would you change and what would it be? See, I can't say Flash and I can't say Green Lantern because they've done that already in, in the new 52. I mean, They've changed Flash? Well, I mean, they, they, they added Wally West, who's a Flash. He's not the oh. Flash, but he's a Flash. So they've already like had the idea of having you know somebody who's not you know well, i mean barry allen would be easy because i mean i've had um you know hot mexican food and that makes me run to the bathroom really fast <laughs> so I, I mean that's that's a that's an easy one right yeah, there kyle rayner is actually he's uh, hispanic he's hispanic and like did you like, know that 
Irish. Cal Rayner is yeah. Spanish. He's Hispanic. He's, he's half, Hispanic, he's yeah. half um, Dominican and half Irish. There's a lot. He's half Dominican. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. What? I, I don't even believe that. I would check that. Oh, out. Oh, I right. never got to tell you by the way. I because I, um, I I, remember, I think I interrupted. Uh, Renee Montoya, she's Dominican. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. Okay, that I can believe. Yeah. And you know what's funny? What's his name? Is is half Latino? Um, what's his name? I just had his um, um, Darwin. Yeah. Yeah, right, Darwin's yeah. half black, half. Yeah, half, yeah. he's he's Miles Morales' brother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the lame part that Miles Morales. He's like twins, like Schwarzenegger and Devito. <laughs> Darwin's Devito. <laughs> Just say it. But I mean, what, what, what are we looking for, Ralph? Oh yeah, Kyle Rayner. Oh my bad, Mexican and Irish. Hey, still, still Latin. Yeah. Even though you speak to some people who who are Mexican, like no, 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 we're Mexican, we're not Latino. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, he, you speak Spanish. He pours tequila in his coffee. Orale, <laughs> Holmes. <laughs> Instead of Irish cream. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so. There you have it. A look at the Latino culture in um, superhero universe. And just like any other um, races other than white, we have a long way to go. This is Black Doom. And I command all peasants to take delight in the three fools known as the Skipper, Mike of the Treasury, Ralph of Practical Science. Hmm? What? No one corrects Black Doom. I give you permission to address these lesser men on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 pages later, or on Twitter at Meanwhile 22. I will even allow you to view their website at Meanwhile22pageslater.com. And to show my benevolence, I decree you shall listen to their podcast on iTunes for free. And now you fools have my permission to continue. Well, we are back, and we have great news. It's two really good pieces of news right now. One of them, we're here with Gigi. Yay! Yay, Gigi! And even better news, we're not here with the cap. Woo-hoo! All right, that's what we like to hear. Got the crowd going wild. The crowd is wild. (laughs) And actually, I guess there's three things. We get to talk about once upon a time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, without that old ogre buttoning in and being all mean. I thought he was a troll. Oh, he probably is. Well, let's see. I think I'll go I, with the troll. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's too short to be an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> so we all love Once Upon a Time here, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, so let me give a quick synopsis. Uh, actually, it's going to be a little bit longer than a quick synopsis, just so that we're kind of a little up to speed uh, on the show. So Once Upon a Time is an American fairy tale drama largely based in the fictional town of Storybrooke, Maine. However... The people that we know in that seemingly sleepy town share a secret that the rest of the world would find unbelievable. All the residents are characters from fairy tales and other works of fiction who are brought to our plane of existence through a powerful curse cast by the evil queen, Regina. And that was to rob everyone from the fantasy lands of their uh, happily ever after moments. Uh, Specifically, Snow White and Prince Charming, uh, who she really, really has a problem with. All right, so the evil queen was able to accomplish this deed uh, by use of a spell from Rumpelstiltskin, who wanted to leave the fairy tale world himself in order to find his son, who was lost to him via a magic portal. Uh, the show mainly focuses on Emma Swan, Snow White, who is also known as Mary Margaret and uh, Blanchard in our world, Prince Charming, known as David Nolan in our world, Evil Queen, known as Regina Mills, Henry Mills, uh, her son, adopted son, and Emma Swan's actual son, Rumpelstiltskin, known as Mr. Gold, Balefire, otherwise known as Neil Cassidy, who is Mr. Gold's son, or Rumpelstiltskin's son, and Captain Hook, who is Colin... Oh, I'm sorry, it's just Captain Hook, actually. He doesn't have another name. He's just Captain Hook. Just Captain Hook. Or yes. Hook. 
Yeah. So I'm just calling them hooks. That's all. Yeah. But uh, along the many journeys that have brought our characters from this earth to, um, they've gone to the Enchanted Forest, to Wonderland, to the lands of the giants and beanstalks, to the world of Milan, and even the black and white world of Mary Shelley, and back to our world again. And we've been treated to a, a vast array of heroes and villains alike, such as uh, Captain Hook, as I've mentioned. We've met Robin Hood, uh, Red Riding Hood, and Granny, the Seven Dwarves, Sleeping Beauty, Milan, Pinocchio, Geppetto, even Dr. Frankenstein. I mean, just a whole bunch of people. And that's pretty much catches it up. Yeah. So this past season. Which is season three that just ended. Yeah, just season three that just ended. It was actually pretty good. Um, Let's see what we had going on in the beginning of the season. Because it began. I know we ended up with Peter Pan eventually. Yeah. The the end of the second season, we have um, Peter Pan, who turns out to be Rumpelstiltskin's father. Right. um, Going in and quote... Sort of collapsing the curse on itself, so it's going to send everybody back, right, to uh, to the Enchanted Forest. But at this point, that's right. At the end of the second season, though, we didn't know who it was yeah. exactly because there were agents that were normal humans mm-hmm. that were working for someone that they thought was, I guess, a normal human that just wanted these fairy tale people destroyed, and that's why they they did something to the curse to make it collapse upon themselves. And Regina and Emma had they, to use their powers, I think, right, to... Yeah, to, to stop it. To right. stop it. But and then, then they couldn't stop it. The, what the curse would have done is it would have killed them all. Right. But then Regina f- fixed it so they could just be sent back to the Enchanted Forest. She basically reversed the original spell in order for them to go back to the Enchanted Forest, forest with their memories and everything all intact. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but, wait but, then, but the whole town didn't go back, right? Because yeah, the whole town went back and then... Uh, Except for Emma, Emma and, and Henry. Her, and Henry. But their memories were erased, were like blocked out from. But then, how did the town get back? I mean, I mean as much as I remember the show, I, because remember, by the time they're in the Neverland, all the townsfolk are back in story. Oh no, no, no! At that point, they they go back at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So Peter Pan is already dead. Rumpelstiltskin. Well, I mean, well, this, well, that's season three, though. No, that's season two. No, no, well, that was season, season three. Three. Three, three. Season three had two parts. Season when, three oh, had so two the, parts. The first they part did go back to the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Yes. Um, they actually in the th- in the beginning of the third season, um, Hook ends up getting Emma to come back. She he went all the way to New York mm-hmm. to end up finding her. She didn't remember him. Um, he was trying to convince her to come back to Storybrooke because everybody came back to Storybrooke. Right. And they couldn't, they, remember did, they couldn't remember the whole year. All they end up finding out is that um, Snow White is pregnant. But I thought that was the second half of the third season. Yeah, that was. That's what I'm saying. In other words, Peter Pan was the first half of the third season. Yeah. And then this was the second half. Because remember, that, that just all occurred just recently. That's yes. all since January. That is correct. I was just trying to remember how did the second season end. I, it, it ended with the curse collapsing on itself. But, but then the townspeople were still there. And everybody eventually they, the they second, the end of the second season was with uh, Neil getting shot and falling through the wormhole. Right. Oh, that's right. Right. And he fell into Neverland. Yeah, he fell. And that's what, and Emma goes after him, or they want to go after him, and then they. It's our main characters again. The uh, you know Snow White, Prince Charming, the Evil yeah. Queen, et cetera, et cetera. They they, they go back. They take the ship. Ship. Right. That's what it is. Okay. Because I was about to say because I know the townspeople were still there because I remember at some point we even meet um, uh, who, what's the name of a. Uh, Wendy? No, 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 no. Um, the name of the mermaid. Ariel? Ariel from The Little Mermaid. We yeah. actually meet her as well and in Neverland, and they sent her back because the mermaids can travel through any world through the water, yep. which I think is a really cool idea. And we also saw 
Ursula as well. Oh in this yes, past that was pretty cool. I'm actually wondering like if Ursula will make a, a pop up again. That was because mm-hmm. you know now that we know that she's real because it was really cool for uh, those that aren't watching that uh, Regina pretended to be Ursula in their version of the uh, the um, Little Mermaid story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, but which even I guess Regina didn't realize is that Reg- uh, that Ursula was real, yep. a real witch. And Ursula basically just bitch slapped her and was just like, don't through you ever. Mirror. Yeah, through a mirror. And basically bitch, bitch slapped her and was like, don't you ever do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That was creepy. She, that was, was really good. You ever impersonate me again and yeah. I will fucking kick your ass, little bitch. <laughs> it was like that. It pretty much was <laughs> like that, too. You know, I was really surprised with that. So I, w- I would kind of like to see a little adventure, maybe, though, you know, as the seasons progress or something like that, you know. But um, so, yes, yeah, so we did it. We ended up in Neverland and uh, we ended up with a very disturbingly evil version of Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that a very I mean, he was I mean, he was he did, I thought he did a good job. The, was, the kid, is the, the kid, yeah, yeah the absolutely. Kid, the kid's name, uh, his real name is Robbie K, and I thought he did a good job. And it was a nice twist uh, that uh, Ralph had already had mentioned that uh, that it turns out that this young kid, that's Peter Pan, who's eternally young, was actually Rumpelstiltskin's father. And you know, Rumpelstiltskin looks every bit of late forties. <laughs> you know, well, it's kind of like he plays sort of like a Peter Pan uh, Pied Piper kind right. of guy. Yeah, yeah. Then, in fact, he was like a Pied Piper. That's right, because he was a. Uh, Luring the kids away Luring from the, the town, kids, yeah. and taking them to the, uh, Neverland. Yeah, no, I thought they, I thought they, they handled a nice twist on that one. And then in the whole shadow thing, we find out that, that it wasn't his shadow. The shadow actually existed before right. Peter Pan. Yeah, it's like it's like almost like it's of the Neverland itself or something yeah. like that. You know, so I thought that was like I, said, I thought they did a lot of good choices. My only problem I thought with the, that half of the season, I just thought that they were in Neverland itself too long. It just it, it just seemed like I saw the same scenery over and over again, and the same actors kind of standing around like we don't know where we're just lost. And then it's like, well, I've seen that scenery already. You're not lost. You're just on set too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> no, and then the whole at the end with the switching bodies with Henry, right? You know that. I, I, yeah, that felt like a little bit of a, a, a desperate, you know, ta-da, like you know, like an M Night Shyamalan twist. And it was like, yeah, it's not working. It's like yeah. they wanted to fit in one more episode. They, like, right. they, they couldn't end it right there, so they wanted to get one more episode. Yeah. In. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. But then it did give us that nice little twist midway ending because we saw that to uh, save Henry and to stop the curse or the evil of Peter Pan, Rumpelstiltskin sacrifices himself. Yep. And then that, in a way, it sort of fulfills the prophecy that the boy will be his undoing. Right. You know? Which which was interesting. I mean, you know, because the, the prophecy was, it wasn't that the boy was going to kill him. It, you know, they never said that. It yeah. was his undoing. Basically, saving his life was his undoing, you mm-hmm. know. So I thought that was, it was a nice ending so that it wasn't anything so dramatic. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I love all the characters, but Henry is not a good actor. No. The guy that plays that kid, uh, I mean, the kid, the kid name? that plays Henry. Yeah, yeah, Jared just, Gilmore. Yeah. Well, I, he, was, he was good when he was very first introduced because he was young and you let him get away with it. Yeah, but he, like, he hit a growth spurt yeah. mid-season. Yeah, I mean, like. They don't. They don't explain it at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, he just hit a growth spurt, and his acting didn't grow with it. <laughs> He's still acting like that, like same, like ten-year-old kid, and it's not working with his uh, maybe fourteen-year-old-looking self or whatever, however, however old he is, but. Yeah. Yeah, he's like I think the weakest actor part, but all the other ones I love, you know. Well, who's who's by the way is your favorite character? Ooh, hmm. that's tough. I know my favorite one because I mean you know he's just. Oh yeah, because we discussed about this before. Yeah, yeah. I think who's he's a great one. 
He said what? Who's your favorite? My favorite is Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. I think the guy that portrays him, and that's portrayed by um actually uh, yeah. by Robert Carlyle, and I think he does a great job. Actually, I I like Robert Carlyle because I used to watch um Stargate Universe. Oh, is that and, where he's from? Too? Yeah. And okay. he did. He was great in Stargate yeah. Universe. He's just uh, he's definitely because he here. plays sort of like this anti-hero hero mm-hmm. kind of guy in Stargate Universe, where it's like you you don't know whether his motivations are only like personally driven. Or if he's motivated to save everybody else, also. Which, funny enough, is exactly what Rumpelstiltskin does. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's a great actor. But, but I mean, I just but it's it's beyond just his the regular acting. It's just that I love that he has such a distinct personality shift between Mr. Gold and Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, they're both people that make deals and they're both people that use people. But the Rumpelstiltskin character, I mean, when he's all the like, personality. you know, yeah, yeah, he's so over the top, and his Mr. Gold character is so reserved. And you know he carries them both off well, but that's so he's my favorite character. But who do you guys like? Um, oh, good. Your whole uh, cast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to just choose just one. I mean, it's like it's like sometimes uh, Pringles. Snow White gets on my <laughs> damn last nerves with her. Oh, but you know, are you sure we should be doing it? Just <laughs> shut up and fucking do your job. Come I'm on like, now, she did. She did use the candle of death. That 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 yeah. earned her. That earned her a little mark there. You that know? did. That hurt her a little mark. And her half a heart that she has now. Yeah, well, that was. Oh, that was yeah, cool. that was. What but was we'll, that? Get, well, we'll get to that part there. But, um, but like I said, come on, just give a fair character. Come on, people. I. But, mm. <laughs> it's got to be one. It doesn't have to be your absolute favorite. How about I, just a character you just really, really like a lot? I, I, I did like Ariel. I okay. liked her a lot. I just liked how she was just able to go ahead and, and transform from a human to a mermaid just by wearing the cuff. Right. Um, I love Hook. Okay, yeah, Hook I, is a good character. He's a, he's a good character. Yes. I love his wittiness, and I love the fact that in in season three you see a softer side to him, right. and not such a prick asshole side right. as you did see from season I think two when right. they introduced him. Yeah, you know, so it, it, he's starting to really grow on me, right. and the and fact he, that he's hot, I mean, it's just you know kind of <laughs> the adds guy anything, in that you know? leather. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's the leather. It's the leather, but you know, he's he's had a good uh, he's had a good growth as a character, so that's pretty good. I, well, you got that, Mr. Ralph. Hook is my favorite character yeah. because you know it's like he got this swagger about him where when when him and Neil were fighting for Emma, you know, he's like he tells Neil he's like, listen, um, it's fair game, man. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna get in your way. Right. But I don't want you to get in my way. We just let her decide. Right. But I'm just going to let you know I'm going to win. But at the same time, though, because I, I do like Hook as a character. I really did like Neil, though. Yeah, Neil, Neil which is Belfire, which is uh, Rumpelstiltskin's uh, son that he lost. I'm sure they're, they're going to find some way to bring him oh, back. Oh, he's got to come back. you know. But I really like Neil. And I, and, and, but I was torn between the two like because I thought they did a great job of, uh, of setting up like who should she really be with or something along that line. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, clearly she should be with this one guy. It was just, it really was, like, Hook is one kind of guy, and Neil was definitely another kind of guy. And uh, so I just, I, I liked both characters, but I liked the Neil character because yeah. uh, he also seemed more relatable. Yeah. Because unlike them, he didn't seem fantastical. Mm-hmm. You know, See, even though he's from their their world. Neil is played by Michael Raymond James. Yeah. And uh, Captain Hook is played by Colin O'Donohue. Yeah. Yeah. And they both do a great job at it, you know. Yeah, they do. I love that on season three, and when we're going to get into it, um, when Emma and Hook, basically, this is towards the end of season three, um, when they went through the portal Mm -hmm. um, and traveled back in time. Right. And how Hook was basically punching the lights out 
of Hook. Yeah. Right, yeah. That when was they actually were it, yeah. Just because he was <laughs> jealous of his younger self kissing Emma. <laughs> yeah. That had me... I was like, are you serious? You just punched yourself out because... You just got jealous of yourself, right? Like you fucking idiot. Which is funnier? He's like, "Don't worry, he'll blame it on the rum." Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> but so we ended um, the midway of season three with, uh, like I said, Peter Pan being destroyed, uh, Rumpelstiltskin apparently killed, and next thing you know, we have a bad person coming into town. It's wicked. Yeah. Whereas she put it when she was talking to the evil queen, you might be evil, but I'm wicked. You know? So we get to see the wicked witch of the West, who they've named Zelina in this story. And uh, she was really well played by Rebecca Mater. She was lean, mean, and green. Yeah, she was. You know, (laughs) I I really, really thought they did a good job with her. Um, I did think it was a little bit, though, much with the the fact that they decided to say that they're sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was, that felt a little forced, I thought. I would have rather just that she wasn't related to her, but she just wanted what Regina had. Like, I thought that would have been a better story than to find out that Regina never knew she had a sister, an older sister. Yeah. um, Because she got whisked away to Oz, basically. Oh, no, because her mother abandoned her. No, because her her. mother abandoned her because her mother couldn't take care of her. Because this is the greatest, craziest story. Um, When Regina's mother, her younger self, was supposed to be married to a king. Right. I believe it was Snow White's mother that went ahead and threw Cornelia underneath the bus by yeah. saying she's pregnant with a peasant's child. Right. Yeah. Well, well, it's not like that's like you know a bad thing to tell somebody. Right. No, I totally get it. <laughs> but know. the way it was done, that's how what right. started this whole rivalry right. between um, Cornelia and isn't is that I'm saying it correct? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying her name correct. Is I have it, no idea. I'm trying to remember. I usually have good notes with that part, but I think it's something like it's. Is it? Is it? Cord- no, it's not Cordelia. Is it? Isn't that Cordelia? No, I can't think of her name oh right now. God. We'll get to that. We'll get but to Regina's that. Regina's mother. Yeah. Um, and it started basically that history of oh, no. why her, Regina's mother is Cora. 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 There you go. Yeah. I knew it started with. Yeah, it's a C name. It's a C, C name. name. Or K, depending how you spell it. <laughs> she she and she really was a C word most of the time. Yeah. Thing too. <laughs> That's what she had to love about Cora. But um, no, but, but don't forget though. What I'm saying though is that the reason that they were separated wasn't just that she you know abandoned the baby, but then the baby Baby was whisked away in a um, in a tornado to Oz. Yeah, yes. you know, which is a land that's not connected to. Um, what do they have a name for their land? I know they always say that they're back in the Enchanted Forest, but that's not the name of their land. But they always call it the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, they always call it the Enchanted Forest. Okay, that's what I thought too. But I'm like, well, that's not really their land because Milan is also part of that world, but it's just she's in a different part of that land, mm-hmm. and she definitely is not from the Enchanted Forest. No. You know, but um, so I like I did like the idea that. Oz was separate from them and all of that, but um, I, I just thought it was very interesting the way they did with her that that she wasn't always green, that the Wicked Witch of the West was not always green. That Only it was when, her jealousy yeah. that, that that literally her, was visible to her. Green with envy. Yeah. Green yeah. with envy. I thought that was a kind of a cool twist, and also probably a way for the actress to not have to be endure that makeup yeah, all, the time. all the time. Seriously, Only that's got to be horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's got to be a lot of makeup there. And uh, let's also should remember the younger. Um, the younger core is played by Charms, uh, one of the Charm sisters from the Charm TV show. Yeah, Rose McGowan. Yeah, Rose yes. McGowan. Yeah, who I, I love Rose McGowan, but you know, she, you know, I don't know if you guys knew this, but years ago, I think it was actually either right towards the end of Charmed or right afterwards, she was in a minor uh, car accident, very minor, but it, um, put, it, I think it cut her face in some kind of way. Not no horrible, disfiguring scar, but 
from what I had read is that um, it had left like tiny cuts around her eyes or something like that. So she got so self-conscious about it. She had work done. If you've noticed, she doesn't look quite yeah. right. Yeah, because you know? I used to watch. And that's what it is. It's not age. It's that it's plastic surgery, I, and she's it screwed her up a little bit. I used oh. to watch Charmed, and when yeah. I saw that, I'm like, why does her face look so bloated? Yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's just sad because she's not that old. No. I mean, she's only what in her early, probably mid 30s at the oldest, you yeah. know. And it's just every and the thing is, everybody said that because I think it was before Charmed ended. You know, so I like, think about it. you watch Charm with whatever thing bothered her after the accident and she looked normal. Yeah. But they said that it was her obsession that she kept seeing the fault and she went under the knife and she just fucked her. That's why. In fact, because I don't know if you knew this, uh, she was supposed to, um, to do a Red Sonja movie. Oh, OK. Uh, Red Sonja is one of the Marvel characters like Conan. He's, right. She's in that universe. She was supposed to be Red Sonja and it was going to be. Uh, is it what's Rodriguez? Is it Robert Rodriguez? That's the director. Yes. Robert yeah. Rodriguez. Oh, a cap sighting was made over there. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't throw in something about once upon a time that he doesn't watch. But yeah, Robert Rodriguez, uh, he was supposed to be directing the movie. She was supposed to do it. And beyond the fact of uh, the fact that they broke up, um, didn't have as much to do with what it didn't happen. I had read that the studio said that her look was too disturbing now. I mean, you know, she doesn't look like a horror figure, but she doesn't look, as you see, she doesn't look completely normal. She doesn't look like her useful, youthful Right, self, but she also just doesn't look is. normal. You look at her and you right. just go, you there's something, something up with your face, yeah. you know? And they said that because of that, they wouldn't cast her, and so the movie never got made. You know? yeah. so I'm like, wow, that's where vanity takes you. <laughs> you know? So anyhow, so now we have Zelina. We find out that uh, she's just as wicked as we want to hear, and... Rumpel after, is alive. Rumpel is alive, alive. And under her control, because she has his dagger. Um, but... That a year has passed, and no one has any memory of having been in the Enchanted, the Enchanted Forest. Forest. Which I should say, I'm sorry. At the very end, when um, Peter Pan died, the, another curse was enacted, and nobody knew why this curse was enacted. And then everyone was just back in the Enchanted Forest again. Yeah. And then when we come back to the second half of season two, uh, three, everyone's back in town, yeah. and no one has any memory of what happened in that one year. And like uh, Ralph, had, I think, had mentioned already. Mary Margaret Snow White is pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like eight months pregnant. <laughs> you yeah. know. So and then so it turns out that the, that Prince Charming's not a good leg because she yeah. didn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> they, uh, well, they find out uh, well throughout the whole process they're trying to figure out who enacted the curse. Right. So when the witched the wicked witch starts popping up, they're like, Okay, she did it. But no, once they get their memories back, they realize Oh, we enacted the curse because we were trying to destroy her. Right. Because we needed to get Emma back because she was the only white witch. Because she was the savior. Yes. So then uh, at at this point, they needed to give up something that's close to them. So um, Prince Charming gives up his heart. Right. To enact the curse. Which I thought was a cool one. I was wondering how they were going to get around that one. I'm like, how are you going to do this? So then uh, Snow White is like, we've already shared a heart. We share a heart all the time. Take my heart, split it in half. And put it in him, right. which, you know, it boggles science that oh, this yeah. actually worked. Yeah. So Regina's like, mm, I don't know. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, She's well, like, it's not going to work. You yeah. could she's die. Like, you heard him. He said it himself. My heart is big enough for the both of us. Yes. And it is. <laughs> do it, Regina. Do it. Yeah. But what I love, though, is just like, you know, in Regina's mind, she's like, well, if it works, fine. We're, we're all getting back. If it doesn't, I finally got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a win-win, win-win either win. way. She had no loss in this. That's why she was like, all right, sure. <laughs> it's not my heart. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to die. Um, but yeah, so that gets us back. They, it gets us all back into uh, our time period now. Yep. And then at this point, we see... The only person who actually remembered everything, because the one who, who went and got Emma, was Captain Hook. Right. 
and no one understood like who sent him the 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 bottle with the the remedy for the memories right to remember and it turns out that it was uh, uh balefire neil mm-hmm. who was absorbed by uh, uh Stilskin, who comes out says emma needs this more than you do right sends takes the gets a bird and sends it to captain hook right, right? and at this point captain hook was actually outrunning the curse yeah, and that's it, right. And it turns out, and then, like he did like this gracious thing where he gave up his ship to try to find her. I think it was. Yes. Right. Because that's what we end up finding out in the last episode that's that you know he was like I end up giving up the Jolly Rancher, Roger, or Roger. Roger. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> Goodness gracious! See what happens when I multitask. Um, <laughs> but he ends up giving up his ship because he wants to go find her. He right. needs to find her. Not only for the simple fact, yeah. Not only for the simple fact that we have to save the world is because he loves us. Yeah, that was like a a give us some loving. That was a hashtag they had throughout the whole series. Where is the Jolly Roger? Right, everybody's like throwing on there. And I kept looking for the Jolly Rancher. I thought it was a piece of candy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I love the Jolly Ranchers. Oh, it's a Jolly Roger. I thought that was a drink. (laughs) 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 Jolly Rancher. It's got to be. There was, but but then and then we see that um, once they actually catch uh, Selena. And Rumpelstiltskin gets his knife back. He tricks, uh, was it Belle? Belle. Into thinking that she actually has the knife. So they think that he's under her control. But no one controls the Dark One but the Dark One. Well, yeah, but that's the, well, that's the problem with, um, well, it's a good problem. It's what I love about uh, the whole point of the story is that basically all of uh, Once Upon a Time, it's just redemption stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Regina's has had a three-year redemption story, and it's still not working quite well. And, well, and you, she's you just the white love witch her. Yeah. Poor Regina, no, by not. the way. No, she's not. Regina's, Regina's whatever she wants to be, but we'll get back to that one in a moment. <laughs> but um, but just like uh, Rumpelstiltskin, I mean, you know, he's always... You can never say that Rumpelstiltskin is evil. I mean, he does very evil acts, especially when he's feeling vengeful. But he has just so much power that he doesn't even have to be classified as particularly being evil. He just is... A user. I mean, it's just like, okay, I'll do something for you, but you have to give me something back. And I always love the fact that it's rarely anything that you think is worthwhile. Like, he's not like the old uh, like the old uh, Faustian tales. He's not like, oh, if you want me to do this, give me your soul. It's always like, give me a piece of hair. Or You're g- like, what? Give me your firstborn. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, well, that one's a little, that is pretty much a little bit big one no, for no, him. No, but, it's not like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, but I'm just saying, but it's always like, yeah, I just want a piece of hair or I want a piece of fur from your coat. And g- you're like, huh? Give me a tear. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's always these little things that then we find out what he needs them for later, but he's able to grant all these wishes whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, you know, having him come, you know, be back again and uh, once he's freed and dealing with Belle, who he loves, and Belle is the same Belle, by the way, for anyone's not sure, she's the Belle from uh, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. That was the only, that's the it only turns out that the he's dark the one is the Beast. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing, like, I think early on they weren't quite sure what they were going to be doing. So that, like, for instance, um, he ends up, Rumpelstiltskin ends up being a few different evil characters. So, like, obviously he's Rumpelstiltskin. Um, he also is the Beast, the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, meaning he doesn't change his form. It's just that Belle ends up working for her for him as, like, a, a indentured maid, basically. And um, in there, his evil self starts to soften up because she brings out the potential for love in him. So that's the Beauty and the Beast story. But then um, his real wife, his original wife, that ran off from him and left him with his son... He finds with Captain Hook, and he and Captain Hook always calls him the crocodile, yep. which from the Peter the Man story is the TikTok crocodile. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely a few different villains throughout history or throughout the, the fairy tales. But I, I think it's interesting that I don't think they had planned ahead. You know, I think they probably would have. It would have been interesting, for instance, to, to have the crocodile as an actual character or something like that. You know, 
Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it would have been really kind of awesome for him to, like, a random crocodile as a character start talking. Right. I mean, you have mermaids. Right. You mean to tell me you can't have a, a talking crocodile? Yeah, you know, just something like that. I just thought it would be and fun. And just give him an Australian accent. That's what I was thinking, too, dude. Good day, mate. You got Good any day. hands for me? Grab myself a foster. <laughs> Or whatever accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was South African. Yeah, sure. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> so anyhow, so um, so after uh, the, the fights have gone on, and uh, like I said, it was it was actually pretty some nasty fights going on between Regina and Zelina, um, and Zelina kept kicking Regina's ass in the whole thing. So um, I, I really I really liked those little battles that were going on there because you kept thinking at any moment Regina's going to pull out all the stops. You know, we're going to see how powerful she is, and it's like, oh, it's she's not that powerful. Gina didn't do jack no, shit. She just kept getting her ass kicked every like, single she, moment. She was holding back because, like, she was like in, in conflict with trying to be this good person, right, or better person, or let's better that person. Way. Yeah, but and she not, kept using dark magic. Well, it's the only magic she knows. Yeah, yeah. Like, she has no other option on magic, you know. But at that point, that was funny when the first battle. She's like, one thing my mother always taught me is never bring your heart to a witch fight. Yeah. Well, I love that they just rip out their hearts left and right yeah. around there. I'm like, doesn't that kill you? Evidently not. No. And apparently <laughs> yeah. she could still love and, you know, love other people without her heart. Right. Well, she said that it's, it's different. It, like, dim, it dims the feelings or something like that, but it doesn't remove them. So you're not like a zombie without the heart. But, you know, it's just part of the, 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 it's part of the mythology that they've set up. But, but what I love, though, is it's not, in, it's not a made-up mythology, meaning, like, just at that one moment it's made up. They've made it very consistent throughout the, uh, the story that, they, that through magic they can literally take out your heart. Yeah. And you know, they can control, control you. you with yeah. it. They can tell yeah. you what to do. I mean, yeah. Well, they can. They can even like what talk words, and you'll speak them. You know, right. The whole thing, and then of course, if they crush it, it turns to dust, and that kills you immediately. Yeah. Right. Which you gotta love that one too. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that um, although when um, Selena did end up getting Regina's heart, right. Um, Regina's heart is technically protected, right. so she can't control her. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what Selena tried to do. Right. Yeah. But I thought that, um, you know, once, the, like I said, the whole thing's said and done, because the Zelina, it turns out, was really just trying to set back time, which everybody's telling you, you can't do that. Like, magic doesn't do it. And evidently, like, magic can, but yeah, it's not going to work out too well. And she needed every element yeah. from the Wizard of Oz. Exactly, which I love that. Courage. Right. Courage. Well, she got uh-huh. by the taking heart. the broken, she got the broken sword from uh, Prince Charming, so that was the courage. Mm-hmm. Right. Then and the heart from, uh, from Re- Regina. Regina. And she got the brain brains from, from Rumpelstiltskin. Which I just thought that one, I liked the concept of what they were doing. By the time they mentioned the two things, I was like, oh, I know what you're doing. But the Rumpelstiltskin one was just kind of weird. I thought it was they just, just of, needed the brain of a baby. That's why she was Yeah, waiting. that's what I that's thought. That's what was, I was that's going. Why I, I was like, oh, where are you going with this one? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? That's but, what I honestly thought that was going to happen. The baby apparently was like the catalyst. New life right. is what you needed in order yeah. to but put so it that, So I thought the brain from because it's not like they actually took his brain out. She was just like, she what just kind of magically transferred an essence of something to something. And it I was just thought, gold. It was right. strung into gold. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Because he was weaving the gold all the time. Because he always said that weaving clears his mind. Right. Yeah. So you that, know. But I just thought that was a. I thought that one was a little weak. You know, stuff like that. But uh, it does end up opening a but, portal in time. But Sorry. it's kind of cool how you have Rumpelstiltskin's uh, the Scarecrow. Right. You know, Regina's the Lion. Right. And that Prince Charming is the Tin Man. Yeah. No. Prince Charming would be the lion. Oh, no, Prince Charming the lion. would be the lion. Yeah, my bad, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Prince Charming would be the lion and... Uh, Regina would be... Um, the Tin Man. The Tin Man. The tin man. Yeah. yeah. 
With the Tim Woman. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it was, I mean, I thought that was a nice twist. And it's really funny, like I said, I didn't realize what she was up to until like the second ingredient. And it wasn't even when they got the second ingredient. It was when she said that. When she goes, you know, now that I have the heart and the courage, I'm like, oh my God, now I realize what you're doing, you know. And I thought that was really smart. It was a, it was a nice way to, to include this the, the story as we know it from the movie and right. everything like that. Um, and we saw Dorothy as well. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool, really when, cool. We have, when we go back in time and see how everything really played out in Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I mean, it seemed like those witches don't do anything in Oz. They're like, we're really powerful, but we just kind of sit around this card table all day long. And they let the, it's better they, than the witches from the movie Maleficent. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it turns out that the, the wizard is just, he's always a charlatan, but he just collects magical objects. Right. And I thought that was fine. I was fine with that part. Um, if you think about this, um, uh, here's a, what, a major what if. So in, in the, the series, Zelina's actually is taught magic by Rumpelstiltskin. Right. He actually considers her because she gets the ruby slippers mm-hmm. from the wizard so she could travel to uh, any realm. Silver. Silver slippers. My bad. Yeah. They were only ruby in the movies, folks. They were silver in the book. So she gets the silver slippers from the, the wizard so he could travel to any realm. Mm-hmm. Right? If um, Rumpelstiltskin had actually chosen her, she would have uh, taken him to go find Bellfire, and this whole story would have never yeah. happened. Yeah, it's just, it is a, it's a matter of convenience, right? That, you know, like the way the story turns out. But at the same time, she probably would have eventually turned into a greater evil than they would have been able to handle. So, you know, it's always that little here and there. You never know. Well, yeah, maybe her jealousy would have put, put back in check. And she would be like, very oh, possible. he chose me instead of you. That's very You know, that's the thing you just don't know, though. But so... You know, she does open the portal that does go back in time, but unfortunately, we get Emma and uh, Hook and Hook back. going back in time, and that screws up a little things for her here and there. They did a, a Back to the Future moment there, yeah. where you mess up how the parents meet. Right. So that was a. When know, I saw that, I'm that. like, "Are you serious? You're Back to the Future in this thing?" Yeah. But serious? I did find it funny. What was Captain Hook's uh, fake name? Ah, uh, damn! I forgot. Oh, I can't. I know. I, can't. I know. Um, I, I can't. Henry. Prince Henry. Was he just? Oh, was it? Oh, that's why right. he was just. No, he no, wasn't no, Henry. He wasn't Prince, Prince Henry. Charles, I think he said. Yes, it was Prince Charles. It was Prince Charles. I was expecting her to be. Leia. I was pr- expecting her to be um, Diana. Princess Diana, but then she was like, "I'm Princess Leia." Leia. <laughs> and you're like, "Really?" <laughs> you know. Like, so, I loved it. so I loved. In the, so I loved. It, so I loved in the future when they actually get back to our. I should say in the present time when they get back to the present time, and uh, and and Snow White and Prince Charming like, so you, you were Princess, Princess Leia? Leia, and everyone's like, what a lame name. She was like, I was thinking on my feet. You know? He was like, no, Henry was like, you couldn't come up with something original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking on my feet. You know, you can hear George that. Lucas be like, listen, all right, if you're gonna use that, use it right. Come on. Man. Disney's like, shut up. We own the rights. <laughs> <laughs> we own you, George. At shut least, the heck up. She could have at least like done her hair like in a bun. Oh, that that, that would have been too much. That would have <laughs> been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been way too much. She had one button. All right, uh, we know. can't do two. But I, thought, I thought that was it was a fun enough episode. Um, um, which leads to them getting out of the time and without them knowing it, they're dragging a magical artifact with them. Yes. And that gets us towards the end of the season where that same portal, which still has all that powerful energy, suddenly opens this magical vial with no one around and all this blue liquids coming out, forming up to a nice little human form and a nice blue dress. And voila, we got Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty decent move. I wonder what's going to happen if it's like, because the... The whole thing is that the, the, the box was in the vault that Rumpelstiltskin keeps magical objects that are too powerful for even him right. to control. Right. So is, is it that she's evil or is it that just Rumpelstiltskin wanted to capture her power 
or you know what, what's going to happen because right. she wasn't inherently evil in Frozen. Right, but again, know? but at the same time, we also see that these she was know, in an sh- urn in a way. Yeah, because that's what it, it looked, looked like. It looked like an urn, but you know, like I said, it was hard to tell which it was. And I thought it was an urn as well, but um, yeah, but the thing is with the you know Once Upon a Time is they they always play off of what we know. So and who they knows if it'll be change that the way. story right. on top of that. So I mean, she could very much be completely. Like, for instance, they could even do it that her sister turns out to be very evil. You know, maybe not magical, but just very evil, and that you know she was imprisoned there by her. I mean, who knows? We, or, we will have to find out. Or that it was Rumple that actually imprisoned her, and she goes like batshit crazy and goes after him. But you know, Rumple will somehow get blamed for people. something. You know, yeah. but but I, what I thought was interesting was that uh, the way the 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 tail piece, because that was literally the last scene that we see is the as uh, is Elsa walking out, and you know, you get the idea of the freezing. I, I thought that. Uh, that the animation they used was literally Disney animation. It wasn't a special effect to the point. And I thought that at first I thought, okay, it's a cute nod, but, but it didn't fit the rest of the show. I really personally think that they did not know how it was going to end. Because if you think about it, it didn't matter what came out of that, that urn, let's say. Correct. Because, you know, it didn't, it's not like someone came out of the urn and we interact with them for a little bit. And then the season ended. You know, the season is the person walking away. So it could have been anyone. I really think that if you could think about it, Frozen just came out. If it had flopped, they certainly weren't going to make that character enough, you know, onto the show if it was flopped because that would have been associating it too much. So right. I think it just it was a happenstance that they were like, let's see how Frozen works. We'll see if it's going to be worth our time. You know, we'll put her in. And I think that's why the special effect, I hope at least, was hokey looking. I think they just had no time to like do the effect. You know, they were just well, kind of like, throw I it mean, in. they could have done other villains as well. Yeah. I think they just forgot about the other villains that they um that Disney ever created because now that Frozen just came out, they're right. like, Oh, well, since this is still pretty much hot off right. hot off well, the popular, market yeah. and stuff and it's super popular, let's just throw in the show. Right. Like well, you that's, said. well that's what I'm saying. That's that to me that's what it felt. It felt like you could have replaced her with anyone coming out of the urn. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think that this wasn't like their big plan, for instance, all along. Because, again, they had no idea. Because if that movie had flopped, you yeah. weren't going to put her in it. So I, I think they literally thought it had was going to be the you know? Ice Queen from Narnia. Which, which they could have. I mean, like, that's the thing. They could have. And like you said, for instance, they still could. I mean, for instance, she could be the Ice Queen. And we only think that she's Elsa. And that maybe Elsa is around the town. Which, by the way, okay. that is one thing that gets me. That is not a town of, or at least we don't think it's a town of like 8 million people. You ever notice that strangers are walking around that town and no one ever questions who, like when Zelina was there. I know no they, one they don't, her, they, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I understand you don't have memories of what happened a year wife. ago. You know, I don't care if you, you may not have memories of what happened a year ago, but you're at least going to know who should be in that town. Like you don't, the, the town is magically protected. There's going to, there's not going to be total strangers in that town. Well, I mean, know? it is, it was everybody in the Enchanted Forest. So you also have peasants. And yeah, but they've been in this town for 28 years. Yeah. That's my, that's what I'm saying. It's not like they just popped there. It's like in 28 years. And the fact that they nothing, went back to the town, they knew right. each other. Right. This is Prince Charming. This must be Regina. Yeah. This is the dwarf. This yeah. is. You know, Granny, they know who is in the town, but here's this fresh face, and you're like, who are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm just was a former no, she, and, and I get Her that. excuse was that she didn't come around the curse the first time, because remember, there were people oh, that's true. that were saved from oh, the that's curse. that's true, too. That is true. I hadn't thought about that part. But, you know, because I, I was just saying, I'm like, you know, they should really know. But at the same time, if you ever noticed, it's happened before. I mean, not, you know, where they just don't seem to notice a total stranger in the town, and I'm like... When twenty, yeah. if nothing else, if no one else, if no one else, but Regina would have noticed everybody in town in twenty eight years of being pissed off. You the know? only one that they really noticed was when August came in, Pinocchio. Uh, yes. Yeah, 
when yeah. August comes, they're like, who's this guy? Well, because that was when the curse was truly, everything was hit. Like, the town, which, of course, I mean, in the grand, it's magic, and we let it go. But no one can see the town. Yeah. But yet, it's like, well, where do you get your food from? <laughs> I'm like, that, that store's got to be getting fresh food somewhere, you know. So, you know, There's but I mean. farmers in there. I guess so, but uh, you know, but you know, so yeah, no one can see the town, and Pinocchio just drove right into it. So that was a you know, with a motorcycle, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I regular. I like the Pinocchio story. That was cute for a while. That was. You, know. you think they'll bring him back? No, no, no. He's a little boy now. He's a little boy. Yeah, no, no. But they could say something. Like, I mean, I think they. I mean, what, his story's he's going to have the same girl spurt as freaking Henry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, hey, I'm Pinocchio. No, I think I think that's tale is I over. Think that was Mario, and I and that's it's kinda, a me, <laughs> it's a me, Mario. That's what I kind of like about the show, though, is that you can just kind of let character go by. Like you don't have to always bring someone back because it's kind of it's like a story. Their tale is over. Geppetto and Pinocchio are now living happily ever after Geppetto now has a, a son you know a little boy that he can actually raise this time because he missed raising him the last time yeah. he and doesn't have to make also creepy Ari- wooden boys yes Ariel and <laughs> which is creepy yeah. Ariel and Eric are also in their own world as well on a deserted island yeah. on a deserted island they found each other right. so that storyline from Ariel and Eric is over minute. yes did they find each other yeah. yes because you want to know why um, Selena impersonated Ariel. Remember, she told her. Yes, she, told, she did. Uh, she and then when Hook. Hook decided to go back to Emma, and Emma was starting to learn how to use oh, her magic right, with Regina, right. they were like, "Well, let's see if that's true. Go into the mirror and see if you can find Ariel." Right. And then you saw Ariel and Eric both hugging each other, loving each other, all this lovey-dovey right. stuff. So now that storyline is right. over. Yeah, and, I, and that's what I like about it. And oh, that did remind me because we had started talking about it that. Um, what helps save the day at the end, or really does save the day completely at the end, is that Regina embraces white magic and is able to defeat the Wicked Witch. But what I love was uh, afterwards, everyone's just like, oh, Regina, you're good now. And I just love her answer. I'm good today. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I thought that was the, because it's like, no, I don't want a character to suddenly be, oh, I'm just goody, goody, goody. It's like, no, a real person may do good if they're evil, but Regina's just not naturally a good person. She's not. No. I mean, she might not be always evil, but she's not naturally good. She's going to be evil season four oh, since the love of her life just got taken right. away from that's her. That's right. So she finally has embraced the love of her life being Robin Hood. You never know. It could be like Robin Hood says, okay, Maid Marian's back. Oh, my God. You know, I, I still love you, but I'm in love with Regina. You know, could. It could happen. Yeah, but that's baby mama. Yeah. That's yeah. baby mama. Baby mama could be with the baby and he could go be banging Regina. Nah, I mean, but at the same time, too, I mean, you know, when he talked about it, that was the love of his life at that time, you know, at least for that moment. So to be He's, back. For her, because for her, you know, not much time has passed for Maid Marion. Right. It hasn't passed. Well, much. I mean, it's, it's literally she was waiting to be killed. And remember, he didn't know how Marion died. He yeah. just knew that she died. He didn't know that Regina killed her. Yeah. And Regina didn't know who Marion was. I mean, nope. she, he, she killed her. But, like, she killed people all the time. So, you know, she didn't realize the association because she didn't even probably know who the woman was in the jail. Well, that was the reasoning why she was... um, This this was the reasoning why. Um, Marianne's basic... um, Her silence, because if she were to open her mouth and say who she was, then her father and her family were all doomed. Right. And because of her silence was the main reason why she was there. Okay. And also helping out Snow White yeah. was also an, um, the extra reason why right. she was there right. and getting her head yeah. chopped off. Yeah. But that, that was, I, I just, I, it was one of those things because we did not know that this was Marion in jail. So when Emma and Hooker are back in time, and Emma brings her back to save her life from being uh, executed by the, the evil queen. 
I, you know, I don't know if everyone else thought the same thing. I kept thinking, okay, this is the woman that's going to be whatever the new bad thing is. You know what I mean? That's what I thought. I thought that this is going to be the evil. And that, that maybe, for instance, when they introduce Regina to her, that Regina's going to be like, oh, my God, you brought the most evil blah, blah, blah into this town. But when she turned around and Robin was like, Marion? I'm like, oh no! I was so happy for Regina. I was, I really was happy that she had found. We were going you know, in her, the right yeah, direction yeah, with and, her. And when she just turns to Emma and she's just like, "You're just like your mother," I was <laughs> like, "Oh, she's gone off the edge now." She didn't take it as bad because then she's like, "It's fine, it's fine." Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. That is bad. Regina, it's fine. Is like that crazy woman that's telling you it's fine when you're trying to go to sleep, and she's got a can of gasoline in the corner. <laughs> sleep with. Three eyes open. <laughs> Seriously, bring your friends over. <laughs> oh, goodness. So just real fast. All right, we all know we love the show, but uh, so let's just not do the show in general. What do we think of this season? Give us a, a rating of whatever you want. What was this season? I give this season eight flying monkeys out of ten. Ooh. What about you, Mr. Ralph the Tech? I give this season, uh, let me see, four all-powerful magic wands that, you know, Stop working once she left it in the past. Uh, out of five. Right. Um, same ratings for both of you there. Nice. I think I also, because I, I, as much as I did like the first half of it, like I said, it dragged a little bit in Neverland for me. So I think I'm also going to join you guys in with that uh, eight out of ten. I'm just going to definitely give it uh, eight buckets of water. Don't really kill a wicked witch <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, that so was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I just, well, I they, just they threw water from, on her. Well, they they threw they took that from the 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 movie uh, the book and the the show Wicked, right? Because in Wicked, that's the same thing too. Dorothy thinks in the show that she's killed the Wicked Witch, and the Wicked Witch was really just hiding in a trap door or something like that, you know. <laughs> but I thought it, I thought it was clever because when I'm watching, I'm going, please don't tell me that water I really kills this woman. <laughs> that was great. So to use the words of the cat, so there we are. There we have it. That's it. Yep. Next that's is our review of Once Upon a Time. Stay tuned for Geeks on the Go. Geeks on the Go. Without any interruptions from MFG. Good luck on that. (laughs) All right, you already know what we're going to do. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But let's challenge them. Challenge? Barely accepted. (laughs) Challenge rejected. Give me something good. <laughs> All right. You ready for something good? But not Tell coming from you. Something good. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me do like Gigi said. Shut up. <laughs> Why don't you uh, stop that timer? <laughs> All right. Let's play word association. I'll make Oh wait, man. Stop that timer. It's going to take him a minute to tell us what we're going to do. <laughs> oh come on, relax. It's not like we're going to make it under anyway. But go ahead. What? You know you're wasting time by doing that. <laughs> Ready, set, go. All right, word association. I'll mention a hero, and you give me the first word or phrase that comes to mind. Deadpool. Ralph. Needs to be shot repeatedly and thrown in a bottomless pit. Mike. Dead wrong. Black Panther. Mike. Afro-Sheen King. Ralph. Has daddy issues. (laughs) Vibe. Mike. Horrible from the barrio. (laughs) Ralph. Male gigolo. Hawkman. Ralph. Uh, Endless lover. Mike. Winged just nuts. What? <laughs> Magneto, Ralph. Uh, has Nazi issues. Mike. Mutant Hitler. <laughs> oh, damn. Two different ways of going about it. Um, The thing, Mike. 40 year old virgin. Ralph. Always hard. <laughs> Wolverine, Ralph. 
Six claws. Yeah. <laughs> a mic. Overused and over it. <laughs> Superman. Mike. Impervious to good character development. Wow, Ralph. Uh, All time is up. Okay. <laughs> pussy and tights and Oslo uh, bearded hobo. Oh, my God. We could have like, gone with camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Robin, Ralph. Uh, they all have daddy issues. Use that already. Mike. Glad you're dead, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Deathstroke, Mike. Good on Arrow, washed up in the comics. Ralph. He needs to get his other eye cut out. Wow. Oh, Wish. shit. Um, <laughs> Catwoman. Ralph. Me? Yeah. Of course, you fucking horn dogs. <laughs> Mike. Perfectly mediocre. <laughs> Perfectly mediocre. Wow. <laughs> and last but not least, Dr. Doom. Ralph. Uninteresting. Mike. Adequate imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have a black doom sighting, and I know Kevin's like, oh, I have to fucking listen to Once Upon a Time, something good comes on for once. <laughs> fucking took you this fucking long, you fucking bozos. Well, you got me on the show to stop having Gigi on the show. <laughs> Talking about some lame stuff here. Right, I guess once you start sleeping with the cap, you get on the show more often. <laughs> I, I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get Kev's reaction for that. <laughs> So that's it for this week's show. <laughs> so on behalf of MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Ralph the Tech and of course the lovely Gigi, this is the cap saying keep it geeky and maybe next week we'll do it from Geeks on the Go forward. Hey.